Welcome to episode 569 of the PS Nation podcast. This one, I hope, comes through both speakers or earbuds for you. My apologies. I'm like, like I said a couple weeks ago, I'm going to make some mistakes. But right now, I'm like six for eight on uploading and editing the podcast. So, um, so just in general, I usually, you know, I move things around and then I split the track and I usually split it to mono. Nobody freak out. I split it to mono and it goes to one channel. I accidentally split to stereo and I cut one channel out. So that's why you only got it in your left ear, I believe, or your left speaker. So, so dig your earbuds out of the trash can. They're fine. Your Bluetooth headphones aren't broken. Uh, like, so, again, I apologize. So, um, so the, hopefully, maybe you'll hear them from both uh, both speakers. We have Josh Langford. That's me. And we have Michael Swick. That is also me. Oh, he's stealing Josh's catches phrase. Yeah, it's not also you. <laughs> no, I know. I don't that know. Is why I said that. Technically, that is that is me as well. I believe is that the, is me as well. Yeah. There you go. Yes. <laughs> Every right. time Josh says that, I you think say, of the Amanda Show. You say that is me. <laughs> you, you make it, you put the emphasis on that. It's April, guys. It is. Yes, it is April. So we are getting one month closer to E3, one week closer to God of War, a couple weeks closer to just a craziness in general. And uh, Detroit. Yeah, hopefully, you know, one day farther away from snow. Right, Josh? <laughs> I saw that picture that I, at Yankee Stadium this weekend or today for the home opener. Today, get- I, didn't ex- I didn't expect that at all. I woke up, <laughs> nobody's here because my son is off. Um, yeah, he's on spring like break spring or something. Break. Right? Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, that's what my kids are on too. So, so everybody's in Brooklyn because I'm going to be in the city two days this week, all day doing work, um, a conference thing. Uh, so everybody's in Brooklyn, and I thought nothing of it. I woke up. I woke up really early this morning, and I came down to um, to do some VR stuff, and. I sit down and I'm doing my thing and, you know, I take the headset off and all and I, I turn and I go to look outside and I'm like, what the fuck? How? What? <laughs> <laughs> it's snowing heavily. There's snow all over the ground. There's I'm like, what is going on here? Of course, now sidewalks and streets, it looks like it rained. It yeah. looks like there's yep. there's no snow anywhere. It's going to be 60 degrees tomorrow <laughs> or the next day. It's absurd. Yeah, we, we went up north. Um uh, I went up northern Michigan. My parents are being r- very nice to my son, and they're giving us a third car for him. And so he's getting one of our other cars, and we're getting one of theirs. So we had to go pick that up. And Saturday, my dad texts me. He's like, yeah, it's snowing pretty hard here. And I checked the weather, and I'm like, okay. So Sunday wasn't too bad, and Monday wasn't too bad. While we were there this morning, they got a winter <laughs> winter weather advisory for like 10 and a half inches of snow tomorrow morning. I'm like, Jeez. yeah, we're out. <laughs> so for those of you, like I went all the way up to, like if you hold, if you look at your hand, if you take your, your right hand and, and face the palm towards you, um, I went up to the to your upper pinky, which is where Traverse City is, which is where my parents live. So... Alrighty, well, let's get into the, some of the nuts and bolts of the podcast. So thank you so much for taking the time to download or stream our podcast. You can do that through Apple Podcast, Stitcher, Podcast Attic, um, uh, Google Play, uh, any of those things. And if there's an app that you'd like to use and we're not on there, please let us know. You can also just download the podcast directly from our core website, psnation.com. 
where you can sign up for the RSS feed. While you're there, you, on the left-hand side of the page, there is the Contact Us button, where you can send us an email to podcast at psnation.com. You can um, hit us up through uh, Skype, which is still WDT-Torgo. And then there is also our social media accounts on there. The Facebook page is there where you know we're getting a little bit more active, a little more diligent every day. And I'm even seeing more activity on the, the website posts that we're putting up. So I love to see that. It's big kudos to MJC there for continuing that 2 a.m. random post and you know, keep going with what he does. Um, you can also follow us on Twitter. The main account is at PS Nation. Same thing, though. Every time we post something to the website, it'll update on there on, on Twitter. The daily poll that Andy puts up goes up goes there. Um, any of, you know, trying to answer questions or like a lot of times, like last week when I found out that I only released one channel, I was communicating with you guys through Facebook and Twitter as well on, through the main account there. You can also follow Josh. He is at PJF Josh. You can follow Michael at the first MJC, 1ST. And you can follow myself at the Destiny Dave. Um, you can support us as well on psnation.com. On the, again, on the left-hand side of the page, there's an affiliate link section there. Josh has spent some time there the last couple of weeks cleaning it up, making it a little bit more uh, accurate. So if you would please take the time to go there, whitelistpsnation.com, so that you can see the affiliate links and make sure that you can find them, because we've had some people say they can't find them. because you didn't whitelist us. Um, so you can click those links, maybe bookmark them for us if you would, and that'll. And then anytime you buy something, whether it's Best Buy or Target or Walmart, GameStop, Amazon, any of those, um, we get a, a small kickback from them, and we appreciate that. Similar to how somebody emailed us last week about they want to do a lot of digital uh, purchasing, you can just go to Amazon, buy a PSN card on Amazon, um, and we do get a, a kickback for that as well. And you can just input the PSN card into your into your console and then purchase your stuff. So if you wanted, if you're a digital guy and you want to still support us, that's there as well. Um, the uh, PayPal link is there if you want to set up a one-time donation or a monthly donation, weekly donation, whatever you feel you are willing to uh, donate. We'll be more than uh, grateful to accept. Um, and also the Zazzle store is there as well. You can you know purchase some things and you know maybe buy those T-shirts before Josh actually remembers to take them down. Oh shit. Yeah. <laughs> um, you can also, uh, our video services, uh, twitch.tv slash psnation um, is our Twitch channel where we are an affiliated Twitch um, channel that you can use your Amazon Prime, uh, your, your, I'm sorry, Twitch Prime works with Amazon Prime. So if you have Amazon Prime, you get Twitch Prime for free. Having Twitch Prime enables you to have a, uh, a free sub that you can uh, give to any streamer that you choose and if you're willing to give that to us we would appreciate that it does not auto renew so i've put a couple things on the forums i put some things on facebook and i hear people going yeah i just realized it didn't auto renew so if you could give us you know one or two minutes of your day and check to make sure that you're subbed you cannot do it through the app that i figured out yet on mobile app or ipads you have to do it through a, a web browser or through pc web browsers on mobile are a little clunky for twitch uh, they are getting making steps every day as well. Um, so if you would just go ahead and take a minute and check that, that would be greatly appreciated. Well, last week while I was streaming, we actually got a tier two sub, a full paid sub. So uh, I believe his name was Phonin. So he uh, spent the $10 a month for us and sub, and sub to us, which is essentially like two subs. So thank you very much, Phonin, for that. Um, that happened while streaming Far Cry and Destiny 2 last week. And then we also have YouTube, uh, youtube.com slash psnation, where um, some of the Twitch uh, past broadcasts will be uploaded and other gameplay videos are uploaded as well. Alrighty. New releases for the week of when, Josh? Next week? April 10th? April 10th. Yes. Nice. 
We have a game called Extinction coming. It is from published by Maximum Games. Uh, the developer is Iron Galaxy and Modus, um, two different studios there. And this is a big action adventure game with seemingly a heavy dose of Shadow of the Colossus. Uh, it's got a deep story, side missions, all this other stuff. It's just a big action adventure. It's it's like a fantasy type game. Nice graphics and all. Um, it seems to have really cool anime type cutscenes. Uh, but the game itself is big, bright, uh, almost cartoony in color uh, graphics. And these giant monsters, giant ogres and things are attacking and trying to wipe out these people. And you are just constantly climbing up them and killing them and fighting them and stuff like that. So, eh, Shadow of the Colossus. Uh, <laughs> So it's fifty nine ninety nine. It's an M rated game, and there is a deluxe edition for sixty nine ninety nine. Interestingly enough, right now, the deluxe edition is also fifty nine ninety nine on Amazon. Whether you have Prime or not, uh, if you have Prime, it's even lower than that. Twenty percent uh, lower. <clears throat> but the no, not not for this one. I don't. Think oh, that's right, because they moved. They took it off the special edition. They took like it that, off. Yeah. yeah. Um, but for that extra 10 bucks, you're getting the days of Delorum season pass, which gets you access to all future extinction DLC. So 10 bucks for the season pass, or if you get it on Amazon right now, basically you're getting the season pass for free. Mm-hmm. If this sounds like your type of game, you might want to go there and get it quick and use our link. That'd yeah. be sweet. It's right there in the show notes for you. So. <laughs> yeah, and that is all that is coming out physically next and I, week. And I have, I do have Extinction for review. Have you tried it yet? I have not. Okay. And even if I had, I couldn't talk about it. <laughs> what? I got Seriously? it on. Well, you know, the the embargo there, I believe uh, is until the tenth, until release huh. day, and then um, okay. I got it. I got the code on Sunday, and and today's Monday night. I just have it, and it was Easter. So. <laughs> all right then. All right, so uh, news for this week. Um, somewhat of a light week, but um, still some, you know, we got April PS Plus to talk about um, and a couple game announcements and stuff like that. Josh, you want to take the first one so you don't criticize me for mispronouncing it? You can take it. It's fine. <laughs> All right, Chasm is coming to PS4 and Vita. Good job. And it's going to be cross by. I called it Chasm earlier and I got scolded. Kind of. Not really. <laughs> <laughs> um, so Chasm has been around for quite a while. Um, it's a side-scrolling, I guess I would call it maybe probably more of a pre- precision platformer um, with a little bit of Metroid Mania stuff to it. Vania, sorry. Um, that you're going kind of back and doubling. The, of what I played, it seemed like it had a big map that you could move around in freely up and down, but you couldn't get access to certain areas until you got certain things, right? Yeah, that sounds about right. Okay. So I really, played it like three years ago. Yeah, so really cool like, art style. You know, the wall jumping, sliding down the walls. You know, that that precision platforming kind of thing, like you know, Mega Man, um, Guacamelee style of that as well. And it's been something that um, I don't. Um, I can't. I think that the I'm going to get his name wrong, but um, the guy that left Nintendo um, and Dave is it? Yeah, Dave Edelman or. That sounds Dan. right. Dan Adelman. Dan, Dan. Yeah, okay. There we go. He's been doing some of the, the PR and stuff like that for it. And, but um, this is, uh, a, it, it appears based on this news story, is a true cross-buy title, like, which we haven't gotten in quite a while, right? 
No, no, I can't think of the most recent one, yeah. but they 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 come along every now and then. Right. I mean, not nearly as much as they used to, but they do still come along. Right. So, I mean, it's it's definitely the one that's you know, and getting the Vita version is a bonus. It's definitely a game that's been I forgot about, but when when I saw the trailer again today, I was like, oh yeah, here I go. I think that's gonna gonna be one that's in my wheelhouse. So, actually, that reminded me one of the Devolver Digital uh, Twitter accounts was saying they're gonna do a. A PlayStation TV compatible only game. Huh. Somehow make it not work on the Vita itself just to taste those Vita tears from people. <laughs> Did they post that yesterday? <laughs> no, that's just last week. <laughs> okay. They're not serious, but yeah. I, I just laughed. I was like, that would be so awesome. <laughs> that would be amazing All just right. to do that, just, just out of spite almost. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, uh, for those of you, for the seven people that own a PS3 to TV. Hey, I own three of those. Okay. Yeah, so that's why I said seven, because it should be ten, but I said seven yeah. people. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Which I really should say, like, three between you and Glenn. I love my freaking feet. I have it. I need to bring it down here into my office and use it, because, like, I think that I would, you know, certain games I'd play more. Yeah, I'd be more apt to play on. Sweet. Yeah. Actually, you saying that makes me think I should plug one into this. I have the the PlayStation 3D monitor. That's my computer monitor. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, because my computer monitor died a couple of years ago, and I was trying to figure out what to get, and I couldn't figure out what I wanted. And I thought, well, I'm bringing, at the time, I was bringing the PlayStation 3 over here constantly to record video or get screenshots or stuff. And I was like, wait, if I'm bringing the PlayStation 3 here, I could just plug it right into this monitor and then I'd have 3D on the monitor and I could do all the games here and I could I've never fucking done it. <laughs> it's been a computer monitor, that's it. <laughs> but yeah, it's pretty much been a computer monitor, but I could plug the PlayStation TV right yeah. into it and it would be freaking awesome. Well, like all the talk about yeah, Killzone and everything like that cuz the Killzone server shut down last week. Mm, sad. Um, for Killzone 2 and 3. So there's a bunch of people on that I hang out with on online that were using their PlayStation Now subscriptions and stuff like that. Uh, they're free trials, but um, you know, I kind of, you know, I forgot that uh, Killzone. It was Mercenaries on the Vita, right? Yeah, uh, on the Vita, yes, yes. yes, yes, so yes. I'm I haven't PSP. Like I haven't yeah. played that, and I took my dad my my Killzone my copy of Killzone Shadowfall. I took that to him this week because he got his own PS4. Um, but I was like, I kind of want to play that, and I don't know if I want to play it on the Vita. I'd rather play it with our DualShock. So, and I'm pretty sure. No, Mercenaries is not. TV oh. compatible. Oh, never mind. <laughs> <laughs> womp womp. So. Yeah. All right. I'm well, ninety-five percent sure about that. <laughs> speaking of uh, Vita games, uh, who wants to hit the April PS BB, Plus BB. lineup? PlayStation Plus, yay! All right. So for PlayStation Four, you are getting Mad Max, uh, which Chaz loves the crap out of. Are you I sure? S- I started it. Uh, like a year ago i played about 10 minutes of it and fell asleep yep same here late late one night when i tried to play it and i never got back to it Um, oh i have a different reason for stop playing it i just did not like it i just i literally it was like the middle of the night and i was like well let me just try this out and i i played about 10 minutes i was like (laughs) out and i just never had a chance to go back so there's that and then there's trackmania turbo which sounds like a game that josh is going to lose his life to with mason uh, i don't know we'll see 
Uh, he, yeah, it's, I don't know. We'll see. <laughs> <laughs> uh, then we have for the PlayStation three. Cause that's still a thing. 11 in month space, warning. Yeah. In space. We brawl. It is a twin stick shooter with, uh, up to four players and craziness and a game called toy home an exciting toy car racing game where your house becomes the racetrack. It's adorable. (laughs) We've seen a lot of those. Uh, Now this, for the Vita, this is interesting. So both of these Vita games are both crossed by with PS3 and PS4. So you're getting lots of gaming goodness. Uh, 99 Vitas, V-I-D-A-S, this is a beat-em-up. And I had actually looked at this when I was sorting out the minecarts last year. And it looks interesting. Uh, it is a side-scrolling, it's like an old side-scroller beat-em-up. Like, it it's pays homage to that, that type of game. Um, but, hey, now it's on PlayStation Plus, so sweet. And Qbert rebooted, which is actually a pretty good game uh i am a qbert fan actually qbert was one of the first playstation network titles it was among the first i'd say it was probably the maybe the third or fourth title released on the playstation network if i remember correctly uh and this has the original game and it has a new version of the game using hexagons, uh, which makes it a lot more difficult and hexagons and diamonds and things that you have to pick up along the way and all kinds of weirdness. Uh, but you can just stay with the original Qbert and play the crap out of that, which I love to do every now and then. My, f- my favorite Qbert is uh, Catherine. Anyone played Catherine? No. I remember oh, that game, but I, Catherine. Yeah. Oh my gosh, that oh, was like that was like sexy Cubert. It is kind of, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Isn't that coming to the PS4? Ah, uh, I think so. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. There's a Catherine remix or whatever. Yeah, that is coming to okay. PS4 uh, yeah. later this year, I think. All right. So get, get your Cubert on now, and then uh, get your sexy Cubert on later. So. Exactly. <laughs> Killzone Mercenary does work on PSTV, by the way. It does? It does. Okay. They updated it in October of 2014. Whoa. Okay. <laughs> so what was I thinking of? I don't know what I was thinking of. That's all right. It's all so right. hard to tell with that stuff anyways. So. Well, I, I try to keep track of all that because, you know, reasons. I have a PlayStation TV. <laughs> OCD <laughs> so reasons, like, spreadsheet reasons. <laughs> no, I have a PlayStation TV, so it's kind of nice yeah. to know what's actually compatible <laughs> My problem that I run into with the Vita, I love the Vita, but you know, it's like it's not one of the things where I can just play when I'm at home or whatever. Like I usually play it like if I'm if I'm not driving or if I'm somewhere else that I don't have my console. But in terms of something like that, like I ran into the problem with like Uncharted, where I was like, I really like eventually like my hands just start to just to cramp up. (laughs) So so playing with the controller Um, is always a bonus. Yeah, stupid me. All I had to do was open up. All right, so I have all my uh, card Vita games. In these in these sweet little Vita cases, 
Uh, now the funny thing, and now you're talking about OCD. Um, <laughs> I have, this just makes I, it. I have one that works with that touchscreen. I have one that's now, TV. <laughs> this makes it easier for me. So, <laughs> and because I have PlayStation TV in the house, so I have a little box full of these card cases. Uh, they're all black. Like the the card cases themselves are all black. Those are Vita only. The ones in the blue cases are Vita and PlayStation TV compatible. So if I just flip that open, there's Killzone Mercenary. Right now, are they alphabetical? Of course they are. Because <laughs> how the fuck are you going to find them? Dude, I, have a, I literally have 100 cards. How the fuck would I find a card specifically digging through all that shit if they weren't alphabetical? I know. You tell me. I'm just, <laughs> I'm just no, seriously. I mean, no, I know, but everybody always gave me crap yeah. about my DVDs being so, like that and everything. And I'm like, well, how the fuck would I find anything? So, I got like 500 DVDs. So I guess the real question is, Josh, if I came to your house and I opened up your kitchen cabinet, are your spices alphabetical? No. Okay. Right. <laughs> I just know where shit is there. But <laughs> when, when you're talking about little tiny cards and things like that or, or movies, you, you kind of need to know where they go and where they are. Note to self, if, if ever at Josh's house, take an, a DVD that starts with a T or whatever and put it at the beginning of his bookcase. You know what? I had a bunch of people over my house one time, and somebody <laughs> pulled one out and moved it just to fuck with me. Uh-huh. And I'm talking, and like five minutes later, I'm talking, 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 and wait out a of the corner of my eye, I saw that something looked wrong, and I was like, wait. What? And they were like, are you fucking serious? They're like, I just moved that. How the fuck? I was like, because it just, it didn't look right. Oh my God. <laughs> They're like, what the fuck? I'm like, the colors were off. I know, you know. <laughs> they never move. I never watch them. So if you touch one, I can tell. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> no, it was and JC's obvious. over they, here like, you guys are stupid. <laughs> they had moved Drop Dead Gorgeous, and that's a bright pink spine. Yeah. So it was obvious that something was <laughs> off there. <laughs> All right, so just make sure you download your uh, PS Plus games, minimum add them to your library or whatever, so you have them. And then, like I was half joking but half serious, it's like your 11-month warning for PS3 and Vita. <laughs> yeah, yeah, so, seriously. Last news story, Michael? Yeah, this one I'm really excited for because I love the original. Uh, Pixel Dunk Monsters 2 was announced kind of out of nowhere. Uh, it is coming May 25th. Fourteen ninety nine to the PS4, Nintendo Switch, and PC. Yeah, Detroit's uh, done. They, they need to move. Detroit needs to move their date. So, I for me personally, hell yeah, like, <laughs> Pixel Dunk Monsters. Like I played that on a PS3. I played that on the PSP, the Vita. Yeah. Like yeah. it's such a good me tower too. defense game. <laughs> I uh, love that game. The Joel, art style. Oh my gosh, Joel yeah. used to obsess <laughs> over that game. He talked about that on the episode that he came on before Glenn. Uh, retired that you uh, were having Skype issues. He talked a lot about Pixel Junk. Yeah, he just obsessed over that game so much. It was crazy. And I thought I was bad with it, but shit. <laughs> he was <laughs> way into it. it. It's a fantastic game. Um, so this one has a completely new art style. It's no longer the cartoon art style. It is 3D um, art. Uh, it actually kind of reminded me of the Tomorrow Children's art style a little bit. Uh, you get a new perspective from the point of view of Tiki Man, but you also can get the normal top-down view, but you can go into uh, like over-the-shoulder view for him to get up close and personal because now he has some new abilities, so he's not defenseless. Like He can actually 
do some attacks and stuff like that. It is. What was that? I'm not sure how I feel about that. The right. point of view or the art style? All of it. <laughs> All of it. <laughs> like I watched the trailer and I was like, yeah. Okay. Wait, you yeah. watched the trailer? Yeah. Well, like that's going to spoil anything. <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, I don't know. I, I, I'm cautious about this one. And I, I love pixel junk monsters, but I don't mind the art style switch. Uh, I'm glad the uh, the point of view camera is optional. Yeah, because I don't yeah, know if definitely. I would want to play it like that at all. Yeah, um, it does have two player local multiplayer and online multiplayer up to four people. So yeah. that's new. Cool. And new new uh, weapons and things and abilities and towers. Yeah, it 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 looks like. Like if you just look at it on like a spec sheet or a fact sheet, all the stuff they added to it sounds fantastic. That art style is gonna get, it's gonna need some time to get used to. Yeah. But as yeah. long as the gameplay is fun, I'm I'm fine with the different art style. Well, that's the thing. I mean, once I actually sit and play it, I'll probably thoroughly enjoy it. But I think isn't it coming to everything though? Isn't it? It's coming to the Switch and I think Xbox and all of that. They just listed PS4, Switch, and PC. Oh, PC. Okay, Switch and PC. All right. If I had a okay. Switch, this would, probably, this would be great on a Switch. Yeah. I mean, is it? so it's not coming to the Vita, so yeah, Switch would be the way to go if you have one. Yeah, because I loved it on the Vita. Like, the first one, first one on the Vita, PSP, was great. Yep. Nice. All right, so that's it for news for the week. Um, we had some reviews hit the site. You want to go over those real quick, Josh? So my review of Don't Knock Twice, uh, which I reviewed two weeks ago on the podcast, and Chaz put up a review for Gravel, which is another off-road racing game. Uh, This is, uh, this is, I think it's their first time trying this one. Well, it's a new IP, um, but... I don't remember I if it's it a mishmash of studio people. Work. I don't remember. So. Yeah. Well, it's uh, Milestone, who d- does stuff like that, but uh, I don't know. Yeah, you might want to read the review if you're on the fence. Yeah. Uh, then he has, uh, Chaz also put up Pure Farming 2018, which is taking a shot at the farming simulator crowd, which is crazy that all these farming simulators are out and making money. It's a crowded genre now. It really is. It's amazing. Fighting uh, for licensed yeah. <laughs> license tractors. Yeah. Yeah. And the hook with this one was that you have several continents that you're playing yeah. on instead of this is, you know, farming simulator. Hey, this year it's North America and you're going to be out in the heartland and blah, blah, blah. This one is North America, South America, Europe, Japan. Uh, they're all over the place. So uh, that's a pretty good review to check out if you're into those types of things. Uh, Emra got his Semispheres review, review up. This is a PlayStation 4 and Vita game, and it's PlayStation TV compatible. It is not cross-buy or cross-save or cross-play or anything. Look so, at all that foreshadowing I'm doing for even you know reviews on the site. Yep. 
So for this one, he only reviewed the PlayStation Vita version um, because that was the only version he had. Um, so this is, it's like a puzzle game, but it's, it's single player co-op is what it is, is the way to describe it. <laughs> Here, you control two different characters, mm. two different objects uh, on each half of the screen and you're, your brain has to kind of work both of them with your, with the thumbsticks and everything as you're moving them, because there are times when you can just kind of move one off to a safe spot and deal with the other one and then come back to, but there are times when you literally have to move them both together and time things out to get these puzzles done. So it's a workout uh, for your dexterity essentially. Cool. Um, and that is one more. Of them. Oh, there is one, one more. What did I miss? A big oh, one. yeah. Nino Cooney to Revan and Kingdom. Nino uh, Cooney. This is a sequel to the first Nino Cooney, obviously, which was uh, in partnership with Studio Ghibli, who do amazing movies. Mm-hmm. And the second one, uh, no partnership. Uh, but they kept the art style essentially and kept that spirit to the game. It's just a much smaller world and uh, they've changed up some things in the way things are done. So if you are a fan of the first one, you're not sure about the second one, check out Andy's review. It's pretty thorough. And then also don't feel like uh, based on what I've heard from Andy a little bit and also from a couple other people that have been playing the game, don't feel like if you didn't play the first one, that you have to um, play the first one to play the second one. You don't. Mm-hmm. All right. Um, so that's it for the reviews and the news on the site. Uh, quick note, um, Midwest Gaming Classic um, is in two weeks. It's April, um, April 13th through the 15th. Um, so there's a post on the forums, on um, psnation.com slash forums, forums, that it will, where the roll call is to say if you're coming, so you guys can start linking up. Sounds like Glenn's going to be there Friday, and say, like, um, he'll be out and about on Friday. Doesn't I don't know if there's anything being planned or not for Thursday night. So, um, if you know, again, there's no Brewers game this um, that weekend. So, but it is the venue has been moved to downtown Milwaukee. So you have much more things in in a closer range instead of it being in Brookfield. Um, so that is going on there. And then, speaking of the forums, I didn't mention it in the housekeeping, but we do have the forums. Multiple conversations going on in there. Palmer's done a really good job of posting a lot of deals, whether it's loot crate deals or the you know showing people where to get the twenty percent off coupons, um, which I think you can still do through the quest page on. PlayStation uh, for MLB and for Far Cry 5. So there's coupons and stuff you can get there. There's a little Far Cry 5 uh, thread going on in there. Um, there's a lot of discussion about a way out. So I think between the three of us, one of us might need to get our hands on that game. <laughs> so <laughs> Some here and some pretty interesting things about that. Um, so there's conversations on the forums about that as well. So that is what's going on um, in the forums. So we do have a review um one review on the podcast today and it's uh michael and he's gonna talk about a chair yeah um so i've never reviewed furniture so this is this is a little weird what? uh dave dave had a struggle doing this once before with a <laughs> it wasn't really a product. struggle that mine worked out really really well because my wife was like six months pregnant when i got it <laughs> oh no it's just like putting to words like yeah. more than like this chair was comfortable <laughs> 
Um, so I, uh, Sumo Lounge reached out to us a couple weeks ago and said if we'd be interested in reviewing uh, their Sumo Lounge Gamer Corduroy, I believe is how it's listed on the site. Uh, it is a gigantic beanbag chair. It's not the gigantic beanbag chair they have. It's just a gigantic beanbag chair. So just to confuse people right away. Um, this thing is, according to the website, it's like 48 inches by 48 inches by 30. So if you imagine that's it's quite large. It it's, comes in a gigantic box with the beans compressed into a bag. Um, which you grow. do basically that, that's like the first couple yeah. days uh so uh it, it arrives in this like gigantic box you open it up and then you basically unvacuum seal the beans and then you throw it in the beanbag cover and then just watch it expand uh it takes according to them three to four days uh but as long as you're constantly like, moving the beans you can get it uh, to decompress pretty fast it took about like two days for mine to like fully form but i was constantly like shaking the hell out of it every couple hours just to get it to pop up um so it's it's pretty big like i can fit on it i'm 510 about like 170 so it's like it's a decent size for me it's not like it'll probably look tiny on dave because he's like (laughs) seven foot tall um it's uh it it's Marketed towards gamers, I don't really understand how it's a the the way they market it is like it's a perfect thing for gamers, but there's no real back support or neck support on it, so you kind of like sink into it. Uh, but it's really comfortable. I, I've used it more for napping. Than yeah, I, I was gonna add, that's good. like if, if you have not fallen asleep <laughs> in the chair, then it's not a good chair. <laughs> so, so the good thing is like uh, I have uh, my TV where I play games on a desk that's pretty high up, and the chair is high enough off the ground that I'm. I can still watch TV and play video games with it because it's, it's high up and I don't sink completely down into it. If I sit on it for a couple hours, then I will definitely like sink that thing down. Uh, but it, it, it rebounds pretty fast. Uh, usually if you just like flip it over, if it gets like really compressed, you just like flip it over and then in a couple hours it'll be back to normal size. Um, so does, does it have like an armrest or does it have like a spot where your head's supposed to go? Or is it just like a big bag that you can sit on however you want? It's just a big bag, which is why it's just kind of hard to understand why it's like marketed towards right. gamers. Well, because I think they think all gamers like play their games with like TVs on the floor. Maybe they just think we're all. They, <laughs> well, they have you seen those gaming is... chairs, those like rocking chairs or whatever? They're always on the floor. I'm like, I can't. If I sit on the floor like that, I mean, I know that I'm taller than the average person, but if I sit on the floor like that, I'm putting my knees in my face. <laughs> so... <laughs> see, see, working retail. Like I, I work Target during the holidays. Yeah. They always bring out those gamer chairs, the gamer oh, rocking don't, chairs. Don't buy this for anybody, please. <laughs> yeah, it's like don't do it. Um, so this thing's like high enough off the ground, so it's like it's okay to uh, to you know like sit on for a while and like play a game or watch TV. As long as your TV's not super high up, if your TV's like wall mounted, this might yeah. not be the most comfortable thing. Um, the way I have it situated is in my room to where it's just like uh, up against my bed, like the edge, the end of my bed. So I usually put a pillow there just so I can get some neck support, especially if I'm going to like try and play a video game. Cause otherwise you will just sink and keep sinking and then you'll just end up taking a nap, <laughs> which again has happened many times with me. It's uh, it's, it's one of those, it's, it's a good size to where it's really like, it's good for taking a nap. I don't see getting a full sleep on it just because eventually you will either move and then like knock off of it or your feet are hanging low. And I don't know about you guys, but I can't really sleep for a long period of time, like in a sitting position. 
I do feel like really lazy when I'm in it because you kind of just like eventually you sink in and you kind of just feel like a sloth. You're just like right. Well, so and it's you, and it's corduroy, so it's soft too, right? It's soft. I wish it was a little softer. So like the way they have it is it's like basically like ribbed. Yeah, like corduroy. It's, yeah, <laughs> I, I I don't know what corduroy is. I just know what it is. I, I I've heard it. Um, have you washed the cover yet, though? I haven't had to wash it yet. Yeah, I yeah. probably will. I believe wash corduroy it. actually gets a little softer after you wash it. Yeah, maybe that's what I need to do. Um, but in terms of like like comfort, it's it's pretty good. The the lines, if you do fall asleep on it, like and your <laughs> face touches it, you will end up with those lines, which totally happened to me. Uh, nice. It's funny. So um, for the when I went to L.A. to play God of War, uh, I had a really early flight. Like. 5 30 in the morning and i worked the night before so i was just like okay i'm not gonna be able to fall asleep for a long period of time because i'm gonna end up missing my alarm so i ended up sleeping in the beanbag chair because it's like okay i know i'm gonna <laughs> it's like i need i, I only got like airport security sir why you have lines in your face because <laughs> I, I knew like i would only get like three to four hours of sleep because i had to wake up so early so i was just like okay perfect way to test out the beanbag chair <laughs> if i could sleep in it for three to four hours which totally could do um so overall it's it's, it's really comfortable I, i've had it for like two to three weeks now and it the the the, the quality of like the the beans or whatever you want to call them uh it's a beanbag chair so i guess beans uh it's really good material like uh i've had beanbags as a kid and you know after a couple weeks the they lose their like their fluffiness and like their reboundability in terms of like getting back to their shape and these are really good it just again you just shake it up a little bit and get some airflow in there and they'll be back to normal and it's held up a shape pretty good um there's like some loose like ridges on it to where you can see like okay this is the way it's this part is the side this part's the top um it kind of lost a little bit of that shape but i think i just have to like take the cover off and put it back on just so it can mm-hmm. look right um i'm liking the chair the the only thing uh that uh is kind of hard to like figure out is like price wise uh it's uh the msrp is 479 which is wow. really high but every uh since i've had it it's ne- i've never seen it not on sale mm-hmm. uh you can pick it up for 279 currently uh i can see it for 279 which still seems like a lot to spend for a beanbag chair but it's really good one it seems like it's going to be pretty reliable in like the long term uh the the cover is machine washable and they have replacement covers in different colors Uh, i think it's only like black red and brown i can see it being worth 279 if that price just stays consistent at 479 is right when I kind of start to have issues with it in terms of like, is it really worth 479? I don't know at that point. Like that, I keep going back and forth. I think at 279, that's like perfect for what this is because it's it's just a beanbag chair. Uh, I think the the whole gamer aspect uh, is just you know marketing. They just slap gamer on it, just you know like gamer fuel, gamer stuff like that. Yeah, in terms of like the longevity though, just to give everybody an idea, I had to look and see when it was. Like when I reviewed the Sumo Titanium, like that was in August of 2015. Um and that my son still uses that 
today. It's under his, he has a lofted bed and it's under his bed. Um, and it's still in great shape. Like I haven't had a single problem with that thing flattening out or anything like that. So they are somewhat of an investment, but they're a solid investment. Yeah. Where's my review? Cause I did. One. Um, let's see. There's one from August, 2014 for the Omni reloaded, um, empire, uh, sumo empire the, chair. The Sultan. Is that yours? Uh, hang on. I'm trying to see which one it is. It's the lounge solace chair. And that was January, 2013. And, and so, yeah, that one's still in shape. Ha. <laughs> There's a picture at the end of that of my son sitting in it when he was, my gosh, he was not even a year old. Yeah, I realized that I was like doing the math in my head. I'm like, oh, my Angela was pregnant. So I was like, and Owen's like two and a half. So Yeah, I put him in that chair and he just sat there like, huh? You put him in there for scale. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Yeah. So that's what, like, just go to that review and look at that picture. That's what MJC looks like in his chair. <laughs> son of a bitch from 5'10", 5'11". <laughs> Yeah, mine is not one of those big monster things. It's it's more yeah, more like an armchair looks like, right? Kind of. I mean, this this works great for gaming. Like we did that back thing for the that little room for the kids and everything, and I was not comfortable sitting on those benches that are you know you open up the bench and that's where all the storage is for all their toys. There's pads on there, but I'm not comfortable on that with my back up against a window. And I was like, oh, wait, I have that chair downstairs. And I brought it upstairs and I dropped it in there and I sat down in and I almost fell asleep immediately. So I'm looking, I'm looking at like this, when I just typed in sumo lounge, like for a search engine you know, or a sumo chair or something like that. And I'm just looking at like the, the evolution of how we did reviews. Yeah. yeah. When Glenn has impressions of sway couple chair from sumo lounge.com. Like that's the headline. Yeah. That sounds about right. We've grown. <laughs> and that was 2010. <laughs> yeah. It's not a criticism That's of anybody, but it's just funny yeah. to where everything else is like review colon thing you know like well that's i came in around 2010 yeah and that's when i started to say you know what can we start to josh there's no banner for this post i'm i'm (laughs) I'm not impressed josh there's no banner Uh, which one (laughs) the impressions of the sway couple chair from sumo lounge.com impressions of the sway (laughs) see that's not even listed in the reviews because that's not not categorized correctly (laughs) but that's not even a review right it's just an impression so yeah, I, I just saw it on there. I'm like, huh? <laughs> yeah, I, 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 and Glenn and at the time, Glenn and Mark were like, oh, whatever. Yeah, you know. If you <laughs> now that sure. I now that I mentioned to Josh, he's gonna lay in bed with like a tick in his <clears throat> neck until he makes a banner for it. <laughs> no, I'm not. I'm not I know. gonna touch that damn thing. Because <laughs> right. he's gonna like have to edit it. He'll look at it and be like, Fuck, I have to edit that now. <laughs> no, yeah, I'm not. Just stay I'm away not from it. Hear no evil, see no evil, Josh. <laughs> I looked, believe me, when I when I went back and I was cleaning everything up, the <laughs> oldest reviews on this site were just, oh my gosh. This game is go, fun. <laughs> Buy this you game. Do, no, you can do all reviews by date. They are so <laughs> all over the place. And they were, you know, they were just kind of making shit up as they went along in terms of, like everybody who yep. was doing it. Because they were having other people write reviews and, I mean... Th- <laughs> Like, look at the very first one from June 21, 2009, which is Gunstar Heroes from, I think Mark did it. Yeah, Mark. That's a Sega game, so I think, yeah, that would have yeah. to be. 
I went in and I actually threw in after the fact, like when I when I started to to get that title format release date published, yeah, yeah, yeah. all that crap down. I went back in and I put that in to the top of these reviews, but I was like, I'm not friggin' touching the rest of it. There's just no way. <laughs> it was all of these reviews because there was no rhyme or reason to any of them. Right. This is just a bunch of paragraphs and a conclusion. Um, Do we have a review for Wet? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that's Speaking, we talked about Liza Dishku a couple weeks ago. <laughs> that's like the fifth review ever. <laughs> okay. Um, yeah, I just, damn I, this tiny little review. <laughs> <laughs> I sent this down a rabbit hole. I'm sorry. <laughs> you did. Um, but it's worth tiny it. ass little review. Look at that. Look at this baby review. Michael's like, if I turn that into Josh, she's going to be like, where's the rest of it? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but like, look at that, like wet. All right. So Glenn reviewed wet. And if you look at it, it goes visuals, audio, presentation, gameplay, conclusion. And that was the thing. It, they were just kind of doing whatever they wanted each time. And I said, you know, a little consistency and a little, a little structure kind of so goes a long were, way. You guys were, <laughs> you guys were grading games then, right? Yeah, because yeah. Mark wanted to. That was Mark's decision. Yeah. Um, they they didn't want to put scores on anything, but PR kept leaning on them that they oh. had to start scoring things. Like all the different PR places were like, you have to start scoring things. And Mark was like, let's do grades. And that was a long time before we finally pushed away yeah. from that. And we had to go back through and kind Equivalent of. Equivalent what a B plus is. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That was a whole discussion, <laughs> a big spreadsheet. And I had to go back through. And that's when I saw all these up close. And I was like, oh, oh my gosh. <laughs> Some of these reviews. Wow. Yeah. Can someone send me wet? Like Jesus, I want to play that game. Right. Who reviewed yes. it? Uh, Glenn. I'm gonna well, like, it's in a box. Hey, yeah. Be like wet, and he was like, "What? What is that?" It's like it's a game from 2009. I might need to go to the the local game store and get wet. Because fuck yeah. What's okay? Finish All right, your so like the, uh, yeah, so uh, score-wise, I'm thinking uh, I don't. I lost my train of thought. Uh, score-wise, like at at the 279 price, uh, I'm looking at like well, overall, I think I'm thinking 7.5. Um, if you can get it at the 279 price, I think it's definitely worth it. Uh, if you get it for the MSRP price, then I think it's going to be a little bit questionable. There's other options on a Sumo Lounge that have a little bit more back support or a little bit. Uh, bigger in size and might make it more suitable for gaming. Uh, otherwise, right now it's just it's a really big beanbag chair, and there's no like advantages that make it a gamer chair. I wish it had like some sort of back uh, back or neck support to like really get you in there. Otherwise, you just kind of playing the game lazily. And I, I can't play certain games like super relaxed like that. Like if I'm playing like a, a first person shooter, I can't play like laying down. I can't play competitive Overwatch. <laughs> pretty much yeah i can't i can't play what's well, like i don't know if i can even play like a far cry like right. leaning back laying down because yeah. you're pretty much laying down in this chair i need to be sit up and paying attention uh but yeah i think uh 7.5 is nice. what i would go for for this one all right by the way you can get wet is made by bethesda yeah that was back when they were making some interesting stuff it's, that it's, wasn't just fallout it's still ten dollars <laughs> <laughs> 
GameStop. I might have to go to GameStop. <laughs> and then they'll be like, we don't carry PS3 games anymore. <laughs> All right. So uh, the Sumo Lounge here, is it is it just sumolounge.com? Uh, yes, I believe so. Okay. So uh, if the written review gets posted um, before the show gets posted, I'll, I'll add that to the show notes. If not, you will see the review, the review on the on the site, so that that'll have links to everything. I'm sure Josh will take care of all that. Uh-huh. Yeah, sure. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So, uh, what we're playing and watching. So, does anybody want to go first, or do you want me to go? You can go. Okay. So, um, I played a little bit more Far Cry Five. Um, I really want to get into the arcade the arcade mode, um, but I also when uh, so. We've talked about it with questions before, but the my review copy, I could never sync the trophies. Like, the whole time I was playing the game, I was, there was a point in time where I wasn't earning very many, and then all of a sudden it was like, they were popping, like, left and right. So then when I finally was able to sync the trophies, I was at, like, 78%. And, like, five or six of them are arcade-based. The rest of them are just kind of the, the classic... Ubisoft games are relatively easy to get the Platinums in. Like, I Platinum, like, Watch Dogs 2. That was the same situation. I played through the game, and all of a sudden I was like, I have, like, 80% of the trophies, and then, like, three or four of them are, like, very easy stuff. So, like, one of them is, like, um, melee weapon only a bull. Like, where you literally, like, beat a bull to death with a bat. Um, and then the other one was, like, fight a boar and use only your bare hands. So you'd have to, like, switch to your hand thing and beat up a boar. Um, and there's some other ones that are like destroy, you know, blow up four vehicles at one time with a bomber thing. And there's fishing challenges and everything in the game. And, and then the arcade stuff. Um, so I've been kind of just putzing in those, trying to see if, if I can get some of them done, focusing on them a little bit. Like I did some of the side mission ones of the uh, the stunt double things where you're flying in your wingsuit, trying to go through rings or driving an ATV that... Um, you know, through a little obstacle course and you're hitting checkpoints. And there's one where, like, uh, what's the daredevil? Jeez, um, why am I? I think in the game his name is like Chuck Nixon, but um, in real life, what's the dare- the guy that wears the red that does the bike jumps and jumps through the flaming hoops? And- Evil Knievel. Yeah, yeah, that. So, <laughs> um, the, you know, like where the, your car was on fire and you're driving through all these checkpoints and you have to get done with it before your car explodes. You know, because apparently daredevils drive cars that are on fire now in Far Cry universe. So, um, so that's you know, like those things are still in there with the craziness of like the the classic craziness of Far Cry. And apparently, like I think it was even you, uh, Michael, that posted something in our channel. Like the what some people are doing in Far Cry Arcade already is like nuts. Yeah, I was interested if you tried. Um, yeah, I haven't. I haven't yet. Stuff. Like, suppose that they've built some SOCOM levels in there. They've built um, like the Resident Evil uh, mansion from Resident Evil, the first Resident Evils in there. Um, so there's a lot of like there's a PvP mode in there, which is essentially like team deathmatch six v six. And then there's also some single player and cooperative things that you can do in there. But it's got a a map editor in the game, and you can use all these uh, all these assets from the other from the other Ubisoft games to build your map. Apparently, it takes like a really, really, really long time. But obviously, we all know that there's you know based on even what we've seen with like Little Big Planet and like we talked about last week with what people will do with dreams. People are going kind of crazy in there already. So um, I've heard some really, really positive things about it, and I've heard some really negative things about it. So I'm trying to see. I'm probably going to try to get in there this week. I don't really want to go in there by myself either. I want to kind of play it with somebody else. So, and I need somebody on my friends list to beat that game so we can have a conversation. Because <laughs> the, the the boss fights, like I said in my review, are amazing, and then the ending is interesting. There's a, you know, so somebody, if you've beat that game, like send me a message on Twitter or 
you know, join one of my parties and we like, so we can have a conversation so I can talk to somebody other than my wife about that game. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then, so March last week, March 27th, um, was a big, huge, uh, sandbox update for destiny Two. They changed, um, some of the abilities, how fast you get your super, how the weapons behave, um, you know, things like that. So I jumped in, I checked that out. I was streaming that. Um, they added a couple new weapons that are, um, the weapons are nightfall specific. So a nightfall in Destiny 2 is a harder version of the strikes. It's um, the same one. You know, it changes every week, but it's a way for you to get a powerful gear reward. Um, a couple weeks ago, they changed it back to like a scoring-based system where like you could mess with the power level. You could increase or decrease your, how strong you were. You can... Um, put an element burn on um and then you would uh, you, based on how much you increase or decrease your power level um it would increase the scoring modifier so like if you shot th- something that was 100 points and you had a two and a half modifier on there it was 100 times 2.5 um and then there they added some cosmetic stuff that's uh, affiliated with your score and then uh, it also shows your score like on your emblem for that strike so it'll say you got 124,000 you know so for you to show off to your friends how high your score is, even though that no loot is attached to your score. It's literally just a, a showpiece thing. Um, but they did add a couple weapons, and the only way to get the weapons is to complete the strikes, and you have a higher chance of getting the weapon to drop if you complete the prestige level of the strike and you get a higher score. Uh, I did it like four times, and I didn't get the weapon to drop. So, um, And it's not a huge deal, but they only added like a small handful of weapons with this update. Um, but the if... If you stepped away from Destiny 2 because you didn't like how Crucible was playing, they've made some changes to Crucible. You go, you, you, your character actually moves a little bit faster. Uh, you can jump a little bit higher. Uh, you can strafe a lot faster now. So there's there's some, some changes they made to that. It's kind of called the Go Fast update. And then um, something they did in Destiny 1 was they found out like a weapon was like doing really well or was performing really well, and they decided to, to nerf it, to make it not as powerful. So, and again, in Destiny 2, they kind of had the same problem where five or six guns were doing really, really well. Those were the guns that they were calling, like, the hot guns. Like, that's what people were going to. And instead of taking those six or seven guns and actually knocking them down, they actually are doing what people have been asking them to do for a while. And they took all the other archetypes of weapons and increased them. So, like, hand cannons on console were really bad. So, they... They made it easier for you to aim down sights with them. Like they, it's a faster aiming down sights. They increased aim assist. You know, pulse rifles. They increased damage. They increased rate of fire. Um, uh, submachine guns. They increased more ammo for you. Like they and these are huge differences that changed the gameplay and the way that they've the way that you use your weapons. And you're not going to get constantly killed by the same thing. So this is the first time where they've actually tried to level things off even more. Um, it's not you know colossal changes there's not massive changes to the way the loot drops there's not any massive changes to the end game or anything like that there's no new story content they only added a couple of new weapons so like if that's the if those are the things that you stepped away from destiny 2 for don't come don't come back and you know say that this isn't any better because that part of it won't be i don't really think you're going to see any of that true changes until september when their their huge expansion comes out but right now in terms of wanting to see variety um 6v6 iron banner is coming back all their crucible switch to 4v4 so like next week 6v6 iron banner is coming back so if that was one of the things where you wanted that you, you didn't like that crucible was only 4v4 um then that's there and then the rumble is there as well now um rumble is 
um, everyone for themselves. There's it's eight player rumble, so it's you versus seven other people. Um, they've added that on a rotating playlist as well. So they are you know doing some things to try to increase the player base and it, the feedback from the update as a sandbox update has been relatively positive. So um, that is all that I played because like I said I went out of town and it was Easter and I had family stuff. Um, watched um, still watching Bull on CBS app. Um, that's you know like a courtroom drama thing where he's a jury uh, jury analyst. Um, if you wait, like, wait, like Bull from Night Court, he's uh, got a new show. Uh, no, <laughs> this would be great. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's courtroom drama. I was, yeah. You know what do I know? <laughs> um, and we're still watching The Resident. Um, that's the, the the direction that story appears to be going is very intriguing to me. I'll just see if they kind of push it that far. Um, and then we also, um, so yeah, Bull, Resident, and, and then NCIS. Those are the, the main things that I have had a chance to watch this week. Been a little busy with the holiday and everything, though. So that's it for me. Josh. Okay. Me? <laughs> uh, well, I played. <laughs> I decided, you know what? I, I have to get through spring training. So... I played all of spring training in one day on MLB 17. Um, you just like, you like played, played it. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. I don't, I don't simulate any okay. of that stuff. Um, so Do you field. Yeah. I'm a right fielder. Mm. So, but in spring training, they end up taking you out. Yeah, you play. You, you like get like a, at, you get a at bat and like two catches or something. Yeah. Like that, so. <laughs> yeah. So I I just worked my way through it and figured, all right, season started. I I played the first uh, series against I guess it was the Dodgers because I'm on the Angels still. Mm-hmm. And Dodgers, and then I think I started or I didn't start the second. Uh, series and and just stopped there. I was like, I'm kind of baseballed out at this point. <laughs> um, so I set that aside. I <laughs> I did a little more Minecraft and everything with Mason and all that stuff. Uh, Have you got but... him to play on the PlayStation again yet? No, you know what? <laughs> he yeah, he's wrapped up in the uh ios version now oh okay the ipad and that like you said that that syncs up with his xbox with the xbox version right well it will i haven't done any of that yet okay um or it should i don't know i haven't really looked into it right Uh, i'm sure it's like a mojang account or something so he kept asking about it and i kept everything i'd read about it was that it's hard to control Mm -hmm. it's kind of a pain in the ass and it's all old people that write that josh though not the six-year-old kid yeah, well, yeah, I thought about that too. Um, but the the thing that really frustrated me is Minecraft is like one of the biggest frigging games in the world yeah. at this point. It's on everything. And I go looking online for compatible controllers for Minecraft Nothing. on iOS. Nothing. There is not a single fucking list out there. I mean, there is a list the the best list you can find which people pointed me to i was like oh my gosh why couldn't why hadn't i found that and then i started to read it i'm like oh i did find this a while ago this is not a good list it's <laughs> it's a list of like 10 or 15 people that said all right everybody uh tell which ones you've tried and whether it worked 
Oh, and God. it's it's ten. How much are those controllers though? So if you found a control, like I, I haven't looked at that, but like if you Anywhere went to anywhere from thirty yeah. to fifty bucks, it's just really? a controller. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but you know, I would rather. I I think he would rather play with a controller, and I wanted to get one for him. And but you wanted to make sure you got the most compatible right now, one. But, yeah. But I wanted one. Well, I wanted one that would actually work with Minecraft. That's right. the biggest problem with controllers for iOS like we got that or that thing that attaches to your iPad mm-hmm. and or your iPhone yeah like and, it's it almost kind of does it like switch style right where it kind of gives you like buttons and, yeah. and a thumbstick on the left side and the right side yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Um, but that's only compatible with a certain subset of games right you know and if you have games that it's not compatible with, it doesn't do you any good. Doesn't iOS give them crap, though, for doing controller support? I have no idea. Because I thought I remember, like, do you remember those arcade cabinet things that they made for it? Where you could stick your yes. iPad in, yes. a, like, in an arcade cabinet yeah. and it had a thumbstick and <laughs> yeah. buttons? Like, they hated <laughs> I like, one of those. Yeah, we sold them at my store, and like, Apple hated that that thing existed. <laughs> and like, it, it was like, they were even like, Dinging games, or they were stopping to let they were stopping games from going on their marketplace that supported it years well, ago, obviously. But that I think I got it at Toys R Us. Like they were they were on clearance. Yeah, yeah, we we clearance the hell out of them too. But they look like yeah. a, like an old school Pac Man machine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So and the kids just love to play with it without anything in it. Yeah. They just love the the, the buttons yeah. and the joystick. But I just thing. thought I like I thought I remember iOS like the Apple giving people crap. Like developers' grief for having controller support in their iOS games. Yeah, I could be wrong, thing, but the only thing I've ever used that for is like the Atari collection is on there, and then there's a there's a couple arcade collections on there that use it, and I was like, well, perfect. It's like playing an arcade game. Yeah, because like Hyperkin um, did the same thing with like a Game Boy, didn't they? Possibly. They could, have one coming. Yeah, where you essentially dock your iPhone in, in it and it turns it into it uses the oh, iPhone yeah, screen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It uses yeah. the iPhone screen as the game screen, but it looks like a Game Boy. No, I think I thought there was a case uh that's coming like a a case that on the back of the case is the Game Boy screen. Maybe, yeah. Something. Um but yeah, either way, I there it it boggles my mind that like even on the the minecraft official minecraft website there's nothing about any compatibility with any controllers at all and i was like well you really want this i was like how much is this i i look it up every now and then then i forget about it i'm like how much is it oh it's six bucks all right you know what fine let's just get this (laughs) and you go at it and he was so excited because there were command blocks in there which is all he's ever wanted to mess with and of course, right off the bat, he's like, "Wait, this isn't working." And I'm like, "Fuck me!" Now I have to figure this out. So I start to look at it, and I'm like, "Wait, you have to? It's like almost programming. You're literally typing in strings of data to make these command blocks work." And and he's like, "Well, but I did what I saw in the video." I'm like, "But was that video on iOS or was that video on the computer?" Because is it different? Is it the same? Is it where do you even type this in? And I got to a point where I just gave him I I got him on YouTube and I said, look, here is a video that is the basics. And he's like, but I know all." I was like, I know, you know, but just watch this and just start from here 
do what he's showing you and see if that works. And he did the very first commands and he went in, he typed it in and it worked. And he was like, (gasps) and his face lit up. And I said, all right, I know you want to jump ahead. I know you want lightning. I know you want this and that. Just go through this video. You need the basics. You need to understand. I was, I was like, look, (laughs) when you started school this year, you couldn't write full sentences. I said, how did you start learning how to write? You wrote small words and then you wrote bigger words and then you're writing sentences. Now, now you're writing paragraphs and stuff. It's ridiculous. I said, but you didn't do that when you started. You need to learn the basics first. You need to learn step by step all this simple stuff and build on that and learn more and more. And then you'll be doing everything you want. I don't think it's sunk in. <laughs> by the time Josh's kid is seven, he's going to be it's PC like, master race. But, but you know, you know what was great about that? We did all that like on Friday. Yeah. And I was like, have fun in Brooklyn. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> and Josh's wife was like, you jerk. <laughs> so we'll see when he comes back. We'll see where he is. <laughs> I don't when he, know. When he comes back, he's going to have a laptop. And Josh will be like, what the heck did that come from? <laughs> oh, no. He, I- my wife gave him, she had a really old laptop, and yeah. it doesn't have Minecraft on. I don't think it'll run Minecraft. Um, but he has, like, basic education things yeah. on there that he likes to play with. So, And and she was like, "Do am I bringing the laptop to Brooklyn? And, like, on Thursday, he was like, yes. And they packed it all up, and they were ready to go. And then on Friday, I got a Minecraft on the <laughs> on the that laptop. They were coming out of the bag. She's like, "Are we taking the uh, the computer to Brooklyn?" He's no. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, he's he's wrapped up in that and his Lego train. So right. Um. But I, I mean, it's cool. There, there is it. It actually, you move a lot faster in there. There is a lot more you can do. There, it's there's some cool stuff, and I do. He really wants to do the programming side mm-hmm. of things. He wants to learn all that. That's like, cool, well, though. I mean, yeah, it is, and I want to encourage that. But I'm like, look, you're just now learning how to read. You know. Yeah. I mean, but, he he's actually at a point where he reads pretty well. Yeah. Um, the things that kids figure out like so young is so cool. But yeah, I, I'm like, look, I. Before you do any programming, you need to know how to read. Because <laughs> yeah. I'm not going to sit and read all this to you. Yeah. This is just not going to work. Um, but he's at that point where he could. It's just a matter of getting him into the right thing and getting him something that will, you know, help him. Just figuring out exactly where he wants to go with it. Yeah. Have and, you thought of getting them, though? They have programming toys, like coding toys now. Yeah. Yeah. Well, so. I went to one of those toy fair things as part of my job. Like they, we were, <laughs> I just picture Josh saying job in quotes all the time. Now I know. It's, it's research. <laughs> now, well, it was actually, now, it, it was, it was not research. It was these people. They networking. They were, oh, I'm sorry. The correct word is networking. <laughs> no, these people literally review every single freaking toy that's I coming know. out. I'm just giving you credit. And, Right when we were like, oh, you're doing VR stuff. Yeah, can we bring our thing in? They're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And we're trying to figure out, you know, do you have a PlayStation 4? Do I bring a PlayStation 4? Do you need it on Oculus? What do you have? And as we're going back and forth on that, they're like, oh, you know what? They just came down on editorial and said, yeah, we're dropping all the video game stuff and focusing exclusively on toys. So we're not doing that anymore. (laughs) But hey, we're having our big 
you know, yearly toy thing. Do you want to, do you want to come to that? And I was like, sure. (laughs) So I went and I saw all this shit that like now my wife is seeing it in the stores and she's like, Hey, did you see this? I was like, yeah, last year I brought home the brochures and everything, (laughs) you know, you just didn't even look at them. Um, but there were a lot of programming things in there because I was that's what I was focused on when I was there. I was yeah. like, oh, shit. So, you know, this looks pretty cool. Tricking kids one. into thinking they're playing, but they're really writing HTML. <laughs> kind of. Uh, I mean, there it's it's pretty it's pretty amazing. Some of the stuff that's actually coming out for kids now and and the way they're building them and the way they're teaching them the basics. And and there's even there was like even almost a an electronics kit in a way mm-hmm. that allows you to it looked almost like a circuit board partially like a circuit board for a PC but it had other stuff on it and you can connect the wires to different places and you know see different things light up and make different things happen and uh it's all tied into a game as well if you want to attach to this game but you can it's basically teaching you electronics and i was like holy shit <laughs> this is actually kind of cool uh so yeah I've, I've seen a lot of that stuff and it's I, I i actually pulled a lot of the stuff out all the paperwork i had that they had given me from all these different things i found all of it and i dropped it in front of my wife the other night she's like what's all this i was like that's all the stuff that's out there right now why don't you look through it? I've seen it already. Look through it and see if anything jumps out at you that you think he might like or that we might want to look into some more. <laughs> <laughs> so she's looking at that. But cool. yeah, it's it's fun. I mean, it's the, the opportunities he's going to have. Shit, man. Josh is all excited that his kid is learning how to enter codes into Minecraft, and I'm excited when I fist bump Owen that he, he opens his hand like an explosion. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it's been crazy. So, um, so what else I did uh, on my own was uh, this game called CubeWorks. Uh-huh. They this is from Tin Moon Studios. Uh, these guys are former Insomniac, and they've been at a couple other studios, and they did their own. They're based out of New York now, and I saw them last year at. Uh, one of the New York play or one of those indie events that I went to and they showed this to me back then. And I was like, Oh, this is really cool. And they said, yeah, we're going to try to get it to PlayStation VR and do this. They just contacted me the other day and said, Hey, you know, it's out this week. Do you want a code? And you know, we want to send you a code. You got to try this out. And I was like, Oh yeah, I love that game. That was really cool. So, this one I'll review it next week. Um, you use the two move controllers. Uh, there's these conveyor belts. You're in this sort of factory type place. Uh, looks kind of portalish, very dark and and murky and just industrial. And these cubes come down this conveyor belt, and you have to pick them up with the uh, with the move controllers and there's shapes on the different sides of them and you have to line up the shapes and snap them together and when they snap together the cubes explode and they're gone and that's the whole thing you're trying to get rid of all the cubes 
if they get past you and they go into like this this incinerator at the end, you get a strike against you. If you get three strikes, uh, the round is over. You lose. So there's there's a lot of different things to it uh, on top of that that I'm not going to get into. It gets kind of deep, but it's like a puzzle game. Um, so you have all these different weird, like some of the things, some of the things protrude from the side of the cube. Like two of the shapes will be protruding. The other two will be recessed. And then you have to pick up the other cube that has the same thing. And you have to line, you know, twist it around and line them up and kind of snap them together. Um, some of them have different shapes on different sides of the cube. So, you know, you might have the one match over here, but not the match over there. So you have to figure out which one, oh, this one matches up and, you know, snap those two together and it gets chaotic. It just gets freaking crazy. So it's pretty cool. Um, I was actually playing it this morning and it's, it's intense. So... It's What's fun. it called again? Cube Works. Okay. When is, is it out or does it come it's out? It's out right okay. now. Yeah. Um, I'm 99% sure it is out right now. I would have to double check on that. But yeah, it should be out right cool. now. So uh, then I was over there um, because Zoe's birthday is actually next week in the middle of the week. And we work and nobody's going to be around. So... We did her birthday party on Saturday, so I stayed over on Friday night, and I brought the switch in my bag, <laughs> <laughs> and I'm I'm laying there exhausted. Like I was like, everybody go to bed because it was like ten thirty, and I was just beat to hell because I had been up till like two or three in the morning the night before, and everybody goes to bed, and I lay down, and I'm like, oh, I need. I'm to not sleep. really that tired. <laughs> like, no, no, I was, I was just about to fall asleep and i'm like but well let me see if there's anything cool in the store and i pick it up and i you know i take a look at the store and load runner is there and i lost my shit load runner was one of my favorite games on the apple II C back in 1983 i guess yeah 1983 84 somewhere around there I played the hell out of that. And one of the best things about it was you could create your own levels. And it was a simple grid-based thing where you would just, you know, you had each Oh, I know what block. this game is. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So it's a game. All right. Yeah, I should, I should explain that for people like who a, don't know. It was actually on the NES, yeah. which is how it ends up on the Switch, of course. Um Kind of has an so, old original Donkey Kong look to it a little bit. Yeah, a little bit. So the ladder system and stuff like that. Yeah, there's ladders, there's there's bricks, and on the damn Josh, you're on old. The app, yeah, <laughs> on the Apple, it was blue. Like the the bricks were all blue, and the ladders were white. Your character is this white character, and the there's robots coming after you. You can dig to your left, you can dig to your right, wherever you're standing, and they drop in the hole and you can run across the top of them. If you dig a couple holes, after like 10 seconds or so, 5-10 seconds, the holes start to fill in again. So you can dig a bunch of holes and as they're trying to move towards you from hole to hole to hole, as the, you know, they drop in a hole, they get stuck. Then they climb out and drop in the next hole and get stuck. 
they'll eventually get basically swallowed up as it refills itself and they'll respawn up at the top of the screen and drop down again and chase after you. So the idea is you're running around this area trying to pick up the gold and when you pick all of it up, a ladder appears to get you out the top of the screen. And you make your way up the top of the screen, you get to the next level and you just go on and on. But because of all the, you know, some of the blocks are undiggable, stuff like that. So because it's simple blocks, you know, the ladder takes up a block, the, you know, the block is there, the undiggable block, your character takes up a block. It's a grid based system. So we had graph paper and we would draw all this shit out and then just do it on the computer and make all these crazy... I had, a, I had like three discs full of levels that we made. So Insane what version levels. did they put on the Switch? Well, this is the cool thing about it. Like I got... I didn't care what it was. I was like, I'm fucking buying this. <laughs> <laughs> and I bought it and I was like, well, I guess I should watch the trailer. And I watched the trailer and I'm like, oh, okay, they're trying to do like a story thing. And I was like, oh, that looks pretty cool. Like it was updated, but it, you know, it echoes the original. And I was like, yeah, that's pretty awesome. Okay. 3D background with the 2D foreground still. <laughs> no, not really. Not really. It's it's very similar to what it was. It's just a different, slightly, it's a different art style, like updated art style and all. And I'm like, all right, I could do this. Yeah. And then they start showing other stuff. And then all of a sudden it goes, plus classic levels. And it goes back and it looks, it's that same style. It's not quite exactly the same, but it 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 really looks so much like the original that I was like, we <laughs> started to freak out. And, he and then bought it, says, it and he's up for three and, hours playing it. And then it says, and create your own levels. And I went, ah! <laughs> So I'm freaking out about this. Like, this is amazing. Um, and now, so I played, I played for like 10 minutes on the new one, and they throw in this crazy new enemy, and I'm like, oh, what is this bullshit? And I played, you know, one or two rounds with the new enemy, and I'm like, oh, it's kind of clever and all, but fuck that. I want, I want the original, and I went and I found the original, and it's literally the original levels. Like, the original from the very first game on the Apple II, and there was... The original, I think, had 100 or 150 levels, and plus you could make all your own if you wanted... Then they came out like a year later with Championship Load Runner, which was the best of the best levels. I don't know where they got them from. You know, maybe they made them all or they, they got people, competitions, whatever. Um, but they were insanely hard levels and it was just 50 of them on this disc. Sure, was it because you're tired? No, no, this was. <laughs> 1980, whatever. Oh, okay, okay, sorry, sorry. I thought you were talking about the current one. No, 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 no. Because you said you were playing like super late, so I was just like, wait. Yeah, no, I didn't. I didn't play that long. I just I played it briefly, just enough to make me freak out and think, oh my gosh, this is amazing. Between that and Moon Patrol, the arcade archives did Moon Patrol on the Switch. Still hasn't made it to the PS4, but Moon Patrol, I used to play the crap out of that in the arcades. Are you running into any storage problem on the Switch yet? No. Okay. No, I got when I got it, I got like a hundred twenty eight gig card. Oh, okay. And I wish I had gotten a two fifty six. <laughs> um but I didn't have the money for that at the time. Right. Um but with a one twenty eight I'm I don't I'm not even looking at it. I don't think I'm gonna run into any problems anytime soon. It's not like I'm buying a lot of shit anyway. 
it's just little stuff like well, that. Well, and it, it, you seem like the kind of guy, this. like, if there's a bigger game coming out, you'll just get the cartridge anyways. Yeah. The cart, yeah. or whatever it's called. Yeah. That's, which, at the same time, I'm, I'm realizing how much better it is to have digital <laughs> on the Switch. Because then you don't have to, like... Slowly uh, converting Mr. Langford. Slowly. I don't have the card. <laughs> I don't really feel like getting the card. It's the, it's the handheld ability and the VR that's going to slowly turn Josh into a digital guy. Uh, <laughs> Kidding. I'm still, I'm still getting... Now, all the, all the games that I bought, the major games that I bought, have been card-based. Yeah. So... um. But damn, it's just Load Runner. Fuck yeah. It's such a good yeah. game. Such That's a cool. great yeah. game. Um and then I just I finished finally reading Artemis, uh, which is from Andy Weir, the guy that wrote The Martian. Mm-hmm. Uh it was his follow up book. It's it's not like a sequel or anything like that. It was his next book. Um this one's about a base on the moon. And a heist and intrigue and murder and it's pretty cool. It's actually a fun story. Right. The the main character is really cool. And you, you read books, right? You don't do the audiobook? Yeah, I read. Okay. Yeah. I I can't I, I don't know why, just something about audiobooks. I'd rather just read. Mm-hmm. Uh I read I I tore through Thrawn, uh, which is a new Star Wars book, which is Grand Admiral Thrawn from there were there was a trilogy of books heir to the empire I think they were um years ago and then when Disney came in and bought Star Wars and everything they said all the old books everything all that old old shit is out the window it's gone doesn't count anymore only the movies are canon and everybody lost their shit of course um and Grand Admiral Thrawn was one of those things that was thrown out and everybody screamed and yelled about it. And they finally said, okay, they got the guy, I think it's Timothy Zahn, if I remember. They got him to write a new book about Grand Admiral Thrawn. And this one is really cool because it tells his origins. And it goes through his rise through the Imperial Navy and everything. And it's a fascinating story because you get such detail on the Empire. And the rise of the empire and what's going on and, and the politics of the empire and Coruscant and the Outer Rim and, and pirates and all this shit that's going on as the empire is consolidating control. It's awesome. It's for a Star Wars fan. Mm-hmm. It's such a good book. And I'm reading it like, man, this would make a great TV series. <laughs> this would be incredible. But they'll never do that. Um it's a great book, though, for anybody who's a big Star Wars fan. And now that's canon, which is awesome. Uh, I think they're doing a sequel to it, too, which would be awesome because it set itself up. Really, it the ending was kind of a kind of a, whoa, my gosh, that was awesome. And oh, are they going to continue this? <laughs> um, so, yeah, that's that's it. Now that I've dragged on for an hour. <laughs> What'd you play, Michael? Okay. Um, so just two things uh, for playing. It's still Burnout Paradise. That's still my go-to after work. Just need to... Too tired to do anything, but I can at least spend a half hour driving around. Uh, 
the main thing I've been playing now is Attack on Titan 2, which uh, I reviewed the first one. I'm reviewing this one as well. I'll probably be able to review it next week. It might be a review uh, of Palooza next week. <laughs> it could be. It could end up being that one of those again. Um, Attack on Titan 2, I'm struggling to get through currently. Uh, they decided to, for the sequel, have you... Rep- so the first game took... Uh, was over the course of the the first season of the the anime, and the second game is the first season of the anime again, but you're not playing as any of the main characters. You're playing as your own custom character, and you're pretty much just replaying all those missions again. Uh, apparently, it will eventually jump into season two, but I'm already sixty percent into the game, and I haven't finished season one yet. That's- so. Didn't didn't the season like the the first version of the game? It was perceived pretty well, wasn't it? Yeah, it was. Uh, I enjoyed it. Like they they nailed all the gameplay stuff. They've added a lot of good, fun things to the gameplay. But I am just like it's mine. I, I at a certain point, like like five hours into the game, I just like I started to skip cutscenes because yeah. like yeah, I seen this. I've it's seen almost this. like I've you're being this. punished for playing the first game. That seems yeah. lazy. That, that it, it does crappy and especially if you're 60 percent through which what does that mean season two is only 30 percent of the game yeah so like uh that's uh I, I read someone else's review that like finished the game and they said the last third like you said the last 30 percent is like season two and Oof. so and you you're basically playing the same cutscenes and you're basically being told that like oh your custom character he was there the entire time so i named my custom character michael always there so when they refer to me in the cutscenes, they always refer to me by my last name. So they're just always like, always there. What do you think of the events there? And it's like, yeah, that's crazy, man. Um, they added a lot of gameplay mechanics that are really, they did that flesh out the gameplay, um, which I enjoy. But again, like it's painful to like see the same cutscenes. They're slightly different. They look a little bit better, the cutscenes, but it's still the main story that you played. So there were some cutscenes that, I need to replay the first one or at least look up YouTube videos of the first one's cutscenes just to see if anything was changed. But there really hasn't been anything really changed in the cutscenes outside of probably a little bit more detail. That so, um, sucks. Yeah, and it sucks because they added so many cool things to the gameplay mechanics. You can command uh, AI players with you before you just kind of just did everything yourself. Now you can have up to four people that you just like send at Titans using the D-pad. And... They added some base building stuff so you can build bases to resupply or build artillery. And they smoothed out some of the, the gameplay mechanics in terms of like the, the building systems. You can interact with characters now. Like you're you have cutscenes now or little interactions with side characters, which is really cool. But the main chunk of the game is still just replaying season one. And you're not playing as one of the main characters like you did in the first one. You're just playing someone you're playing a background character who apparently was important. Even though if you watch the anime, obviously your character wasn't there. If you played the first game, obviously your character wasn't there. Uh, mm. so I'm just like struggling to get through it. And at, at a certain point I was just like, okay, I'm, I might just quit, but I'm like, I need to see how much of season two they put into this. It's cause I need to know if that season two content's worthwhile. But at this point I'm like skipping cutscenes just cause it's just like, I'm just mentally, I'm just done. I'm just like, I can't, I'm tired of seeing these cutscenes. Yeah. Uh, the game, you know, it's like the game came out in like 2016, maybe early 2017. So it's like one of those scenes where it's just like it's still fresh in my mind. You know, it's still 
like really fresh. It's funny, uh, Andy, who's uh, I believe he bought it. Uh, I told him like, hey, if you uh, you might not like it if you played the first game. He's like, I barely played the first game. I'm like, then this is going to be a fantastic game for you. <laughs> but this it sucks is be like to be awesome. punished for playing the first game. It's it, that would be like Uncharted Four coming out and having making you play through one, two, and three. Yeah, no, and and, and that's how. But like, from exactly. the from the from the perspective oh, of Sully, I mind that. <laughs> No, no, but, but, it's, but it's not from the perspective of Sully. It's like from the perspective of Jeff, the cameraman from Uncharted 2. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's like, it's like, yeah, you're, you're, he was totally there the entire game. You don't remember him. It's like when TV shows do like fake clips, you know, to like past episodes or something like that. It, it, I, don't, I don't know. I, they did some cool things with the gameplay that is fun. But the gameplay still is just like see the Titans fight the Titans. They just added new ways to do interactions with the Titans, but it's still the same gameplay loop, generally speaking. And then add that with the replaying of season one. And it's just like it's really hard to get through this. Uh, but I, I, I'm again, I'm 60 percent way through. I'm hoping season two kicks off soon. But if I remember how everything played out, I feel like I'm still like an hour or two away from hitting season two. Uh, and then that's it for played though. I did buy a couple games cause I had one of those 20% off coupons from like watching an MLB, the show video. Yeah. So I bought Psychonauts cause I've never played that. Mm, nice. So I bought that. I bought Dear Esther cause it was, Dear Esther was like $3 and that's the Chinese room. They did, mm-hmm. uh, the, uh, what, what was the game that they did that, uh, I completely simulator. The walking simulator that I absolutely hated, <laughs> and I like walking simulators, but that I was like, Keith you know what? That Keith loved, yeah. And I bought the arrestor because uh, it rated higher, like Metacritic rating and critical response seemed to be way higher for Dearester than it was for oh, uh, everybody to the Rapture or whatever it was called. Everybody's gone to the Rapture. Yeah, so I'm gonna try this one, see how that goes. It's supposed to be like 90 minutes, two hours, so it's something I hopefully can knock out. And then because I I had the 20% coupon burning a hole in my virtual pocket, I bought the Mighty Morphin Power Rangers oh my God. game that came out last year. And I haven't played it yet, but I watched the trailer and I used the old theme song and used voice clips from the, the original TV show. So I was like, you know what? I'm going to buy this. So, yeah. You're, Local you're co-op next... only. I've already looked into it. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah. I have a roommate. I can force him to play it. <laughs> <laughs> uh but yeah no i i bought that so i'll probably play that i bought a ps4 pro as well so <laughs> i feel like i bought I'm a pro cool. and i bought power rangers to, to yeah. push the limits of my pro <laughs> i'm gonna Jeez. boost mode the hell out of that game <laughs> uh so, so that's it for playing um i finally held my second D mission or quest uh it's like three months since the last time we did a mission request it's just hard to get like four people did you use the hue lights again <laughs> No, I didn't change the lights. I didn't pee on any uh, goblins or anything. <laughs> I don't know if uh, Josh, Josh is here for that one. <laughs> oh, yeah. So, Josh, last time we played D&D, I have the lights that change colors. So I would, like, based on what's happening in the missions, I would change the colors of the, the lights. So if someone got hurt, I would change the colors red. Uh, but I would also, after I kill someone, I would pee on them. I'd roll the dice to see if I can pee on their corpse. And I would turn all the lights yellow. Wow. So that's how I play D&D. <laughs> Um, right. yep. Um, so that's it for play. Uh, I, hopefully we can start having more 
like consistent D and D nights, but you know, I'll, I'll probably have another one in like three months. You, turn, you turn this podcast into D and D and wrestling. I'm going to drive to Chicago and hurt you. <laughs> oh, you just you wait. Um, D and D wrestling and Minecraft are going to drive me away. <laughs> <laughs> um, then uh, for for watching, I've been work's been crazy still, so I've just like rewatch i've been rewatching tv shows so i rewatched the office i've just been burning through the office anytime i just Wait, which the american office ew okay what no come on the first five seasons of the american <laughs> office are fantastic five seasons what the fuck i didn't say nine like after season five nine? I basically have to- is that? Are you serious? There were that many. Oh, jeez. There were that many, and there was like three after Steve Carell left. So, yeah. like Steve Carell left season five or six, and then the show kept going for like three seasons, and it shouldn't uh, should not have done that. Yeah, it um, shouldn't have gone past the first episode. I'm sorry. <laughs> the British version I, of The Office is the only version of The Office. End of story. You're you're a child. Go away. <laughs> the British office is fine too, but uh, Steve Carell. You're a child, go away. <laughs> I mean, he can have Ron. Opinions. It's okay. Uh, Steve Carell is better than Ricky Gervais. Oh um, no, 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 no! You're not even going to no. <laughs> see, see, the difference is like so. Ricky Gervais's, you know, boss character is just completely unlikable. Steve Carell's boss character is like annoying but you still like him like but you're not supposed to i i preferred the liking point of the, show. the main character a little bit than just wanting to kill ricky gervais that's the whole point of the show you're supposed to cringe your way through the whole thing go oh, oh no, no no i i get a different cringe from like steve carell steve carell's cringe is like oh my god i love you so much please stop hurting yourself uh, and ricky gervais cringe is just like i hope this motherfucker dies yeah <laughs> and I, I, I like i i i hate i hate tv i'll hate fuck a tv show but i just can't do that with the the british office <laughs> um so uh, uh other than that uh, silicon valley season two started i didn't know it start uh, or not season two the season new season five. started yeah uh season five started and i didn't know probably because i don't really watch like actual tv enough to know like to see commercials that it was coming back. So I didn't know it came back until yesterday and I ended up watching the first two episodes and that's all that's out two episodes. And, Oh, it's so good. I love that show so much. Yeah, that is a good show. I've not seen the new ones yet, but yeah, it's It's so good show. Yeah. Um, and that's pretty much it for, uh, playing and watch watching Steve Crow for life. (laughs) Guy, he he falls into the uh, what's his name? Oh my gosh, the the idiot with the curly hair. Will Ferrell. I hate. Will yeah, <laughs> I hate. I, I absolutely hate Will Ferrell. The two of them, they can play one character. That they they have no range whatsoever. Although I will say, I saw Steve Carell in uh, something about the end of the world with oh with Kira Knightley. Yeah, that's really good. I like that because he wasn't being Steve Carell. He was actually playing a very dark and sad character. And I was like, okay, I can watch this. This is good. Otherwise, he's playing that same dumb character, just like Will Ferrell. Like every fucking movie, he plays the same character with a different goofy wig and glasses. 
No, uh, you know he's done like dramatic roles in the last couple of years, right? Like he's mm. kind of serious up. Um, mm. It's Crazy Stupid Love with Ryan Gosling and Emma Stone. That's a good movie. It's I got would, Ryan I Gosling would, in it. I would try him in a serious role because it was the same thing with Jim Carrey. Jim Carrey plays one character, essentially. Uh, and I fucking love the Truman Show because... For the most part, he plays it very serious. And I just love the premise of that. And it was so weird and twisted. And I enjoyed that. But the rest of his movies, they're all the Truman, same. Truman Show, Man on the Moon, and uh, the one with uh, Spotless Minds. Uh, damn it. I am bad with movies today. And I'm usually really good at this. Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless. Mm. Or the... God damn it. Eternal sunshine spotless. of whatever spotless of minds. Spotless okay. Mind, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Those are the three Jim Carrey movies. I like everything else from him. I do not like yeah. anytime someone quotes liar, liar or something. It just drives me up a wall. <laughs> I almost categorize him in the Adam Sandler section. Yeah. Yeah. There's another guy who has no range whatsoever. Oh God. Let's, let's not get back <laughs> on Adam Sandler. <laughs> Glenn's going to Skype in out of nowhere. Uh, he's not here anymore. We can we can rip on Adam Sandler all we want. <laughs> <laughs> all right, uh, that that's it for me. Before we just rant on about Adam Sandler. <laughs> <laughs> I see. I see. Dave is being quiet over there. because he, oh, he's, he's a he's like, a grown up Adam Sandler. I think I like, his movies entertain me. That's about <laughs> it. <laughs> so, um, all right, where are we at? So that's it for okay. So we're already at to, we're already at emails. So emails and feedback. All right. Um, so yeah, we I did we got plenty of feedback about the one channel upload again. I apologize. It won't happen. I'll try not to let it happen again. <laughs> so. Yes. Um, so again, I do apologize for that. So um, this one is for Josh using hashtag AskPSNation uh, from Twitter. Uh, Main the Ace, which is. Uh, Lethal, who I play some games with periodically. Uh, hey, Josh, did you ever finish True Blood? I started watching mm-hmm. with my girl at your suggestion, and we are absolutely hooked. The comedic timing and ridiculous character work by everyone in the show has been priceless. <laughs> yes, we finished it. It's friggin' awesome. <laughs> we were briefly talking about this before we started recording, and it... it Michael watched it and then dropped off at some point because he he didn't like where they were going with it. Where Panthers, where where everything has slowly started to fall off around. Is that spoilers? Hopefully he's not. Where Panther? There's werewolves. You know he should know by now. Well, yeah, that's pretty early on. Yeah, Um, relatively early, like second season, I think. Um, But yeah well it, they they do they they go pretty far in that show and there were a couple times when like they start off a season and something happens and i'm like oh really are we doing this and then i thought to myself well you know what we got vampires and we got werewolves and we got what why the fuck not let's just see where they go <laughs> and yeah. it's it's a funny show That's the best yeah part i think what, what threw me off is i feel like the first season first two season was relatively serious not like super serious but then they like went more into like the comedic stuff and i think that kind of threw me off well you know what it was it was that 
the premise was, I mean, we can't spoil it, too much of now, it. He's watching it right now I'm, with his girlfriend. And that's the thing. I'm, I'm not trying to spoil it, but it's almost in a way like the, the premise was a little bit more grounded than it became later on. It, it, I think the comedy was still there because even like from the first episode, I was laughing and I just, I don't know what, it, there, there was enough in there that I was just finding so much humor in the way lines were delivered and things like that, that, but yeah, it, it was much more grounded uh, for a show about vampires. It was, yeah, yeah. It was there, much there, more grounded so much. in reality in a way then it became as they got into like season three, four, five. It, then they just went completely batshit crazy. But um, my understanding is it's all based on a series of books. I don't yeah. know how how close they stated the books at all. I never read them, but it is it's a comedy, you know. And and if you approach it like that and you understand that, you'll pick up on a lot of the comedy. If you're looking for a very serious show you're probably not going to enjoy it. But if you approach it as a comedy and you, and you see where they literally are trying to be hilarious, it, it's funny. It's a really funny show. So, um, I have a funny story. Uh, so my mom is kind of conservative in terms of this, like she's, you know, like a little religious. Um, she was watching like an episode of true blood. She's like, Oh, I like the show. It's a little, you know, the, the tone is a little, you know, dark humor or like a little raunchy. And I'm just like, how many episodes are you in? And she's just like, oh, one or two. And then I remembered there's like a huge orgy early on in that show. Yep. And then, she, and it's like very like you see a chunk of the orgy. Um, yeah. So then she's like, and she's waiting she, to get the like, phone call. What am I watching? <laughs> oh, this is when I was like living there. So she was like in like the basement where there's like a home home entertainment thing, and I had them all DVR'd. And she got to that episode, and I just remember her like coming up the stairs and being like, I'm done. <laughs> just being like, why are you done? And she's just like, episode three or episode four, uh, some stuff happens that I don't want to say out loud. And I just like died because then I went downstairs and see where like it resumed. I hit resume and then it was like middle of an orgy. And I'm just like, oh, yeah, yep, this should do it. <laughs> yeah, that, that that was the thing. There was a lot of sex on that show and there was a lot of just craziness. But Man, it was such a funny show. I do miss that. <laughs> I have so many things I wanted to say because there's like some weird stuff, but I don't want to spoil anything. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Bill there's... has some fun times. And we're gonna yeah, we're gonna move on to the next question before you two get yourself in trouble. <laughs> yeah, so, let's so, just leave it there. So jabs on Twitter at jabs cold. Um, thoughts on a Resistance remaster collection, a reboot, or perhaps a continuation with another sequel or another uh, version or yeah i guess another sequels i don't know if that's the right word or not but continuation of the franchise so i think that we've kind of talked about this before but i'm all for a, a resistance remastered on the ps4 at this point in time fuck yeah um i would Shame. love to see them carry the story forward um because i believe that I, it's been so long since i played it but i think three ended with a little bit of a cliffhanger right or no did three wrap the whole thing up no, three. I thought wrapped it up pretty nicely. I think they left room to do stuff, but I can't tell you in detail what that was. I so, never finished three. I am at the very end of it, that very last battle before you, like you finish that last battle and you go up some 
canyon and you're done. Mm-hmm. And I never finished that last battle. And we talked about this on the podcast years ago, like Joel was going to go through it with me or Glenn was going to go through it with me. And I think we even did at one point and we couldn't get through it. And I was like, fuck this. I'm just, I'm not going to finish this. <laughs> and I never finished it. Um, yeah, I, I love the crap out of the first one. I, I love the setting. I love the look of it. I love the story. I, that alternate history is just my thing. You know, I love that so much. And I got so wrapped up in what I thought the story was and what I thought the story was going to be that when two came along and I didn't watch any of the, you know, AR stuff they were doing all over the web and and all that other, you know. So I went in kind of blind and got blindsided, for lack of a better term. I, I did not expect it to be what it was, and I was very disappointed in the whole story for two. It just did not fit with what I expected from the franchise, from what I had played before, and it all kind of fell apart for me there. But, you know, I, I played three, and I really enjoyed three, and... Now, I does, don't know. Does Sony own the IP or does Insomniac? Sony does, I believe. Sony does, yeah. Okay. I'm almost positive they do. That was one of the reasons Insomniac did what they did because, you know, they were making all these games and Sony owned all, all of them, basically. <laughs> and they're and like, also, you know what? We kind of want to do our thing here. Right. And Sony kind of sent Resistance 3 out to die, if I remember. Yeah. Yeah. So, they were that was like kind of the beginning of their that. issues with Insomniac for a little while, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. There, well, yeah. There's a lot of stuff that went on there, but that that was a big issue. That that poor marketing back when the the the, the poor PS3 marketing team. So mm, yeah, <laughs> so. But yeah, I would love to see remasters on those. I yeah, want to see the PSP one. There's a rumor that Blue Point's working on another remaster that's supposed to be bigger scale than Shadow of the Colossus, but. I well, don't know if Resistance Trilogy would be a bigger scale. But. I want to see Resistance Quadrilogy. I yeah. want the, the PSP version thrown in there as well. Same <laughs> thing with a Killzone remaster. I want the Killzone on the PSP thrown in there because yeah. that was awesome. I, I love that game. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the one on the, the Resistance on the PSP was actually really cool too. Because so, yeah, there was never a Resistance on the Vita, right? No. No. No, yeah, there was. There was. Yeah. And that was the one where all you had to do was play through to the end to get the platinum. Oh, okay. Essentially, because the the all the trophies in there were literally story based. They weren't anything you had to go out of your way to do. Just playing you would you would automatically, you know, use the axe X number of times and kill these guys with X number of Whatever, kill X number of guys with this weapon. It was just the way the game was structured. You were pretty much guaranteed to do it. Right. You know, just about. I think Glenn missed like one of them, and then went back and did it and got the platinum. Um, but yeah, it's yeah, that that one was. It had a good premise, but it just the execution was not so great, unfortunately. All right, uh, our resident collector, Mr. Ben Palmer, uh, what upcoming game would you like to see released with a special limited edition PS4 console, and what sort of design would it use? God of War doesn't count. Um, um, Detroit 
and she uh, like it gun. looks like no it <laughs> just kidding. it looks like it's been ripped apart and all the insides are missing selfishly Sorry. i mean for detroit i would like <laughs> to see you know one like like similar to, i don't think they'd ever do it but i mean like a like a skyline of, of metro detroit just because i that's where i'm from and i like it similar like a skyline in new york you know like on yeah. the console i think that would be kind of cool um It'll just be a board that says vacancy. Uh-huh. <laughs> no, honestly, I, I can't think of one, really. I'm not big yeah. on the... I, I tend to think those things look ugly. What about a... Special consoles. What about a PS4 that looks like a PS3 with the Spider-Man font <laughs> for mm. Spider-Man? Hmm... Um, yeah, Emra. There's not a PS4 Spider-Man PS4 Pro, Emra. Dude, that fooled me too. He posted a picture. Uh, Emra, one of our writers, posted a, a, a picture of a uh, like a, uh, April Fool's like cool mock-up of a Spider-Man PS4, and it looked really cool. I got excited and also mad because I bought the Star Wars PS4 Pro, and I was just like, oh man, should have waited. But then it was fake. So fuck you, Emra. <laughs> send me on a emotional roller coaster. Um, I mean, I get maybe a Days Gone one, similar to what Josh was saying, like a Days Gone one that's kind of like more, um, like disheveled or torn up looking. You know, a trippy dreams one would be cool. <laughs> An abstract PS4 Pro. <laughs> <laughs> um. All right. So we're gonna feed the the beast. That's the feedback of Twitter. <laughs> MJC's wrestling corner. All right. No. <laughs> First question is from Andy Sam twenty five. Um. Once again, loving the WWE talk from MJC. I think you should make the wrestling minute a regular segment. Ready? No. I re- go. So I repeat. Time's up. Once again. <laughs> once again, loving the WWE talk from MJC. I wait, think you should make the wrestling like, minute a regular segment. Wrestling minute. So timing. And also, oh. what are some of your favorite wrestling podcasts? So, for wrestling podcasts, I listen to a handful of them. Surprise. Uh, first one I listen to is The Masked Man Show. It's by Bill Simmons' podcast network, The Reiner. Really good, uh, like, kind of, like, if you read The Reiner content, it's like uh, people from Grantland ESPN talking very serious about wrestling. The uh, Something to Wrestle With with Bruce Pritchard. Really good show. I talked about this in the past. It's... Uh, Bruce Pritchard, who played Brother Love uh, throughout the 80s and 90s, he was a writer and talent agent for the WWE from the late 80s to the early 2000s. So he'll pick a topic or a specific wrestler to go in and talk about. It's really good. Um, then there's also Inside the Ropes, which is like a fan podcast. They create reviews of week- the weekly shows. So they have like three or four podcasts that go out a week. Time's up. Um Nope, nope, nope. <laughs> There's two questions. Okay. Um, their I'm, I'm Patreon. Right, I'm just gonna say it right now. Bye. <laughs> uh, their Patreon is really good in terms of like how many extra podcasts they put out a week. Really, really worth like checking them out inside the ropes. Uh, there's a Stone Cold and Chris Jericho podcast. Those are good, but I only listen to episodes when they have a guest on that I care about. Okay. Question number one is complete. You guys still there? Huh? Okay. Uh, the next one. I already said. I already said bye. I'm out. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> you're you're still listening. No. Nope. <laughs> no. Nope. Okay. Uh, Jay Payton Games asks, Who? which WrestleMania match is at the first MJC? Pay on, not Peyton. Pay on. Oh, sorry. 
Payant. Um, now I got to repeat the question again. Which WrestleMania matches at the first MJC Twitter handle looking forward to the most? And which one does he expect to disappoint us the most? So in terms of matches that I'm looking forward to, it's Asuka and Charlotte. <laughs> because this year, Josh just being like, ugh. He's gonna bust out a switch and play. Uh, That's a good idea. I can't. It's upstairs, though. Damn it. We're just gonna hear him scream, Mason. <laughs> Nobody's um, here. I'm alone. Uh, um, it's Asuka upstairs. And Nobody's home. Uh, Asuka and Charlotte have the potential to put out a really good match. Charlotte hasn't had anything interesting. To do.